special technique of shadow boxing. first thing they want to do is they want to seize the narrative of history. You see that over and over again, whether it's Mao or Stalin or Hitler, Pol Pot, whoever it is, you take control of the narrative of history. That's very important. And that's what they're attempting to do here. Every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. It's right fucking in front of us. Like, it's right there. We came... We saw, he died. <laughs> Damn, that's a cold-ass honky. These things are obvious, right? I, I don't run around saying, you know, I'm smarter than everybody when it comes to politics, or I'm even smart. The whole point of this show is that you don't have to be smart to see what's fucking wrong with our system. That's how messed up it is. Who has put pubic hair on my coke? Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. I gotta fart real bad and I gotta shit real bad and I'm afraid if I fart I'm gonna shit. Free fries when you get vaccinated? Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I can get this? You delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this? I'm not retarded, but I like rocks. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Listen, fuckhead. You have fucking crossed the line. Get that through your goddamn fucking head. I tell you, you take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday of getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. It's bullshit. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly guys. Yes, they are. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. You sit on a throne of lies. And if you're going to infiltrate some cell somewhere, or a terrorist cell, you have to deal with people that are willing to betray their country, people that are willing to betray their friends, people that want money or other things, and it's not pleasant. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. All over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Fuck them. What are you talking about? America is not going to be destroyed. Never. Rome was destroyed. Greece was destroyed. Persia was destroyed. Spain was destroyed. All great countries are destroyed. Why not yours? What a shame. That a few bad apples have to spoil a good time for everyone by breaking the rules. The revolution will be broadcast. So, what do we do now? You guys want to smoke some drugs? And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. It's a better world today, and we we have proof. Because last week, Henry Kissinger died, thankfully. there I, I do not celebrate many deaths, but that piece of shit, I am so happy that he is no longer a presence on this earth. Unless he's loaded into some AI machine or something. But uh, yeah, he's wow. gone. So 
I didn't that's, even know that. I hate that's that. Definitely not true. They definitely Dude, didn't, didn't upload his consciousness. Right? Well, they definitely didn't. He made it to a hundred and then died. Dude, no, I didn't hear that he died. But yeah, that is. I mean, that is a a good person. I mean, like you said, it's it's not usually in good taste to celebrate deaths, right? But, but if you remember know what you talked about, about though. What did you say on your? You know what? Were we we were gonna have a a, a bracket of mm-hmm. the shittiest people in the world. Yeah, he's up there with Hitler in my in my book. Yeah, I think, you said I mean, he he's was going to bad... be your top pick, one of your top picks. So, yeah. yeah, if you look into what he did with like the Vietnam War, he's an advocate for nuclear weapons. You know what I mean? It's but like that's he a did rare breed. Out the Asia Asia Pacific, whatever he uh, throughout South America, like dude, this guy was a, a he was a death a doctor death. Yeah, he were and he consulted every president. From Kennedy, Nixon to Biden, and Kennedy too. He was he was he uh, talked with Kennedy as well, like quite a bit. Well, yeah, Nixon was it was like where he got his takeoff. Like he worked he worked with Kennedy because um, he was one of the few people that really survived the whole Nixon impeachment. Like most mm-hmm. of those people never really had a career in politics afterwards, and Doctor yep. Death just rolled along to the you know century mark it's interesting that um you know i talk about this season of american horror story quite a bit it's like a two-parter where like they talk about adrenochrome in, in the first half and then they talk about you know like the whole like ufo program and all the weird alien shit under jfk and they actually portray kissinger as a lizard person in that absolutely you know what i mean you have it's to a- be he's cold-blooded man you can't kill that many people and wreak that much havoc on the world for that long and be totally human yeah big fan of genocide he is but <laughs> yeah big fan do you so, think there's a chance that just the fact of killing a certain number of people once you get into like the hundreds of thousands maybe you start to become a lizard i i think you just yeah you're just numb to it you're just so cold that it doesn't matter they're you know their numbers on paper or they're not real you know it's to them it's like us going and killing a pile of ants uh, it's got to be the, like a thing like well, the first time you do it and you're like you know obviously he's not behind any button or anything but like the first time he's responsible for a, a handful of deaths it's got to be a rush to a certain extent right but then at a certain point you just like you're like fuck it let's just keep wiping these people out because it's good for the cause Dude, it's for the empire, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, there's so much going on right now with him, and then you got it's finally Ukraine is falling apart, which is a beautiful thing. That's gonna be over soon because now they're focused on Israel, which is not a winning situation over there either, and that's gonna get ugly. Uh, they had a temporary ceasefire. Now Israel's back in there hammering away. The world is not happy. It's gonna be. It's gonna be an interesting next year or so as we get closer to election season. So, and then on top of it, I got to put this in here: my Alabama Crimson Tide beat the Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC <laughs> championship, and then pissed off the entire Florida State nation by hopping them. And their undefeated season and getting into the college football playoff. What a beautiful thing. Nice. So, yeah, the natives got screwed over once again. 
Dun, oh, dun, if you're dun, happy dun. though, that's yeah. so eat, your, eat your bread with your circus. Yeah, uh, dude. Hey, listen, you gotta have some of it. I don't care. I love. I hate the, the people that say that shit. Like seriously, like I get those comments all the time. Anytime I post <laughs> about anything that's not the Great Deception, it's like, dude, get the get out of here. I like wrestling. I like baseball. I like college football. No, you shouldn't do nothing fun, dude. It just should be all doom and gloom. Yeah, right. Like I'm supposed to live in in the in a, like a Mel Gibson conspiracy theory apartment where I'm just <laughs> fucking clipping old newspapers all day and shit. Like, yeah, get out of here. So, anyway, that's enough. We got a good one with Thomas from the Paranoid American, and and dude, you have been crushing it with the the content in general between some of the podcast stuff the uh ai stuff is what really has me interested because dude i saw a ghost uh from my third eye posted on instagram one of your uh little advertisements and it's joe biden ai oh it's fantastic man i appreciate that that's one of the few that made it through the filters because now all the social networks They've passed these new terms of service that didn't exist when I uploaded those that basically say you won't upload something that tricks people into thinking it's the real thing. And all of mine are obvious, like they're obvious jokes. He's talking about sniffing a little girl's head and it smells like pancakes and who doesn't like pancakes and like, like it's silly, right? It's completely silly. But if any person could potentially be confused and think that that's the real Joe Biden, First of all, that's hilarious, and I love that, and that is the point. But also, it's like, because they're dumb, it's banned. Like, You know what I mean? It's like, it, no longer is it about the intent. The intent is not necessarily to, like, trick people, but it's to be convincing enough that you're like, wait a minute, did he really just say that? But now you're not allowed to do that. It's, it's weird, man. Well, and that's a slippery slope, though, because... You know, what's satire and a parody versus what is, you know, going against the law? Because, listen, if you watch the video, you obviously know it's not Joe Biden saying this. If you're listening to it, it's, a little, you? it's a little trickier, but come on. But at the same time, we are living in a world where initially someone was sentenced to prison time over a meme right yep. so that's that's the world we live in people are so dumb that apparently enough people fell for this that this guy had to be arrested and sentenced to prison now thankfully i, I just found out today that that was uh reversed or or put on hold by an appellate judge so he doesn't have to go to prison and they're going to take a look at that case because that talk about a shitty precedent to set that you're going to be able to throw people in prison for a meme. Scary times. Now think about like what you're doing with AI. What's the, what's the boundary there? You know, what's the line where they can say, Oh, well, you know, this is so misleading. Thomas, you're going to jail now. You know, I, I, I mean, mean hope hopefully I don't want to be that kind of a trendsetter. Like I'm not trying to be like a trailblazer. <laughs> I figure I figure I'm kind of like keeping in my space of being like silly and funny and not necessarily trying to trick something. But I yeah, I mean, all it takes is for the wrong person to feel the wrong way on the wrong day. It's and... all interpretation. Yeah, because it's because 
what's going on right now isn't based on logic. It's based on emotion, right? Mm-hmm. So even even in the court system, you're seeing these people have been appointed that go along with that, with that emotional way of of looking at the law. And and it's it's just such a wild time, man. Well, it's, it's anything other than constitutionalism, right? Like if yeah, like a constitutionalist basically just says, let's see, is it in the constitution? No, I don't see that in there. Sorry, you know, like figure it out yourselves. But that's that's almost like an extreme at this point. Like to say that you're a constitutionalist puts you in like a tiny little bucket of people to put boots on their head, right? Yeah. Well, dude, I was gonna say too, Thomas, you're you're in a lose lose situation with the AI content or like trying to do anything like this because if you don't get arrested, you know, it, it, it's whatever right like or i should say if you do get arrested it's whatever if you don't get arrested it's because you're a freemason it's because you're like on the inside <laughs> and and you're one of these people well, i've got that, that going like, for me so maybe, maybe i can right? throw the little widow sign yeah yeah that's the whole thing so and that's the whole, we, I, matt and i are actually talking about this a little bit yesterday man it's like you can't get big in like this kind of a you know field or whatever you want to call it conspiratorial news or whatever you want to call it without like any kind of backlash you're always going to get some shit if your stuff starts getting some traction which sucks you know but i don't know it's just kind of funny but you know what's funny too is is the people that give you the most shit they keep coming back and listening they'll be the first ones to say i'll never listen to this again and i guarantee you they're listening to the next show to see a if you talked about them because they're such egomaniacs that they think that what they said in a comment is going to really affect your life. And then B, they're going to listen because they really like the show, but they just feel like their personal life or have something going on. And they're going to take it out on you. And that's what I found with a lot of these people. And then it's every the now Stern and then, thing. what's that? It's the Howard Stern thing. You know, yeah. I, I want people to either love me or, or fucking hate what I'm doing because either way they're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it, you don't want to have the, the people in the middle. That's, that's that ground that everybody dies on. I say yeah. I hate Howard Stern and I definitely don't listen to him. Yeah, no, me, I mean, me neither. But that's the thing is like back when he was popular, yeah, like I when did. he was really I making did. waves. Of course. Yeah. There was no one that wasn't listening. To everybody him. listened, you know, yeah. any way you could, you know, and that was the thing. It was. And again, whether you liked him or hated him, like, cause I went through a phase where I was absolutely infatuated. You know, I was watching, cause out here we have WWOR and he had his own like Saturday night show late night. And it was, it got wild on there too. And I'd watch that as a kid, you know, I'm talking like 11, 12 years old and listening to the show as much as possible. It wasn't, and it wasn't like today where you could go out and get it. You had to listen to it at that time because there was no replay of it. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no internet really to ha- to listen to it. You had to listen to the show in the morning and and that was it. I mean, I remember sneaking a Walkman into school a couple times and, you know, tuning it to the station that had Howard and have a little earpiece in my ear and sitting there with my hand on my ear all morning trying to listen to it. We're talking about the same time period as like Art Bell, you know, Coast to Coast FM. And the one that I always, my favorite one to bring up because I listened to it the most was, uh, I think it's called Sex Line or something with Dr. Drew. Uh, Love Line. Love Love Line Line with with Dr. Drew and Adam Adam Carolla. Carolla. Yep. That was a great show, man. That was like the best one to to fall asleep to. Talk about wild. (laughs) 
holy shit, man. I used to listen to that on the regular and some of the stories you heard on there. And I was younger <laughs> at the time too. Like I, I was just getting into like teenage years and I'm listening to this shit and I'm like, Hearing all these crazy wild shit, people that losing to- shit in their ass on like every episode. Yeah, like transformer or, or something, or like these these people with these crazy sex stories, and you're like, oh my god, this is what it's like. Like you're all like paranoid and looking at uh, you know going to try and ask an older friends and hear what they have to say because <laughs> there was some wild shit on there. But like you're saying, Thomas, that was a great time for radio. You know, like there was such a variety of entertainment on there. Like Stern was during the day, obviously the morning, you know, the morning drive. And then at nighttime, late night was when you had Bell. Wasn't Bell just the weekend, though? Yeah, yeah. They they had different like set times and like uh, Love Line was I think it started at, like 11 o'clock and it went to like two or something like yeah. that, at least on the East Coast. Yep. Yep, I remember falling asleep to it, man. That was some wild stuff. The Girls Gone Wild commercials, too, man. You know what I mean? Those were just a good time as a kid in middle school. Bum fights. I mean, all these things. It, that, like, there's, I saw Kim was watching something today, uh, just trying to kind of, like, I'm trying to get back more into making more content. So Kim wants to try and watch some stuff to see if she can find anything, point me in the direction. Uh, she actually brought up, have you heard of this free man movement? I'm like, yeah, we talked about this like fucking two years ago, like the, uh, you know, becoming a state nationalist yeah. and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, she found some stuff when the days of YouTube were like not so regulated, right? Like when there's just wild stuff on YouTube, there used to be insane things that you could just go and watch for free on YouTube. And then ha- get, being able to watch like these freaking like beheading videos and like these horror, like rotten.com. Remember rotten.com? Like just like yep. the wild stuff that you'd see on there. Consumption and, Junction was another one. Yep. What was it? Consumption Junction. That was it was another rotten.com, but it wow. it was less focused on specifically people like losing limbs and decaying. And it had all it had all that and more. Like <laughs> it was car, it was like, cool like bombs world. Yeah, it had all sorts of shit. Like people getting smushed by trees as they were dropping them you know things like that uh, like just wild stuff that's got to have been when like society really started going to shit is when like youtube and the internet really came about right i mean maybe it started before then. i think it was when it started getting neutered man I, I think that like having access to that it definitely destroyed our minds in really strange and weird ways that are going to last forever and we're going to be doing studies in thousands of years but I think once the the internet started getting neutered and like where it almost like homogenized where everyone like searched for a certain term and instead of being able to go down like the weird path that, that like piqued your particular interest, every like all roads lead to Wikipedia now, right? Or all loads mm-hmm. roads lead to like YouTube or Bing or whatever. Or and snopes. now that's doing something even weirder to society where people are like this this MPC style culture where it's like you check your phone to see what your opinion is first. Right. Uh, and it, it's almost like a freaking cliche to even bring it up at this point. Well, and I think I think the thing is, too, with it is the phone aspect, right? I don't think it was as big an issue when you had to log on to the computer. And, you know, most people just used a personal computer. So you had to you were sitting down at home, right? You weren't in the mall watching this stuff or sharing it with people. It was something you did at home. And there was you still had that life outside of it. 
And now I feel like, you know, you've been shackled by the black mirror that's in your pocket because at any moment it's calling, you know, it's, it's ticking in your brain for a dopamine hit, right? You're <laughs> you know, one you know, hit away at all times. The, the scariest part of this is like, yeah, it's a great point is first the technology was like in a big room in a building that you'd have to go and drive to and visit. Right. And then it was like in a room in your house that you'd still have to be there. And then it's in your pocket. And if you look at how just technology itself advances, all they ever try to do is take the processor and bring it closer and closer uh, to like the motherboard and the components and shorten the gap so that it can get there quicker and like less heat and what what's happening to, to computers right it's like getting closer and closer <laughs> to a certain point where it's just going to be you know neural link and yep. i think that it doesn't get much closer than that uh and then it's going to be like the next whatever the next iteration is that we're waiting to see yeah it's going to be inner body stuff right yeah i mean it seems like that's what they're doing in, inner, yeah inner body yeah when they just put it in in your brain and you know, you, you start thinking about that and you look at what they've done to society over, you know, through the education system over the last, you know, 70 years post-World War II and how they've really dumbed down society. I mean, I, I, I was watching, I think we talked about this, uh, I don't even know where, but I was talking with this the other day about watching Eisenhower's uh, farewell address. And how he talked at such a elevated level compared to the speeches we get today. And most people would not really comprehend what he was talking about back then now. And so now they have to dumb it down to talk to us. And it's it's at a point where people are now willing to have that chip put in them. And and I think that's part of that gradual devolution in a sense that as we get close, you know, now people, what you don't even have, you wouldn't even have to go to school at that point. You could just download whatever information you wanted, you know, that and that's the awesome point. to be awesome. To be honest, <laughs> skip school and just like learn what you need on the fly. Like the ultimate, but you're not learning it. You just have the computer in you, right? You're a computer. Now yeah. what happens? Yeah, and then that makes that knowledge so much less valuable. That's what I'm saying. And that what happens when that Neuralink fails on you? Now, what are you? You're, you know, are you a vegetable? Are you, you, you can't think, you can't make it like you can't go to McDonald's and decide what you want to eat. You drown like, in how your far soup does that go with the Neuralink? That's my, yeah. you know, yeah. aside from having a chip in your brain that someone can hack, that always made no sense to me. Like, what happens if, when that if chip you let back? yourself atrophy in any way, then it's kind of on you. So, yeah. If you go out and get like a tool, like like if, like for example, if you went out and you just decided I'm gonna get a like a rascal and I'm just gonna drive <laughs> a rascal around for the rest of the year because it's this is convenient, like I don't got to stand up, and you do that, and then you try and like stand up and walk because the rascal breaks down. Uh, now you're screwed, right? Like you normally could have just walked your ass to like a gas station or whatever. And now you probably can't because your legs have atrophied. Um, I'm assuming, right? Like if you didn't actually use them at all for a, a year. So I think it's, it'll be the same thing, but like, it's almost like if, if you sign up and you decide to let your brain atrophy because you're letting it do everything, they'll probably have like an app, right? That right now you've got the things that's like, shut off my access to Instagram after an hour of use, right? You could be like, yo, shut off my access to Wikipedia or whatever, 
after I've used it for X amount of time just to prevent people from, you know, like sinking into that hole. Yeah. Kind of like what they do in China with video games, right? Kids only get a certain amount of time and then they're cut off kind of thing. And, but yeah, like along that line, so health, man, I think about that and I'm like, wow, what that would do to people because I don't see people becoming more mobile with a Neuralink chip. You know, I see them becoming more sedentary and it gets us closer and closer to that Wally world. And that's just, it's scary, man. I don't know. There's something about technology these days that just, it doesn't feel right anymore. It, it feels like it's going the wrong way and really fast. Yeah, we should have peaked with technology we yeah. like it doesn't need to continue going right <laughs> i don't you, i don't agree you, with you guys though i think it's the opposite i think i think it'll keep getting better but there'll be people they just rely on it too much and for them it's going to get way worse but for people that can use it to their advantage it's going to keep getting more and more awesome and even when you talk about weird stuff like Neuralink, right and it's like oh how creepy we're going to put this thing into our i mean people put steel items into their you know bodies and titanium items in their bodies all look at forrest gump right and he he still survived he was great dude with a titanium leg but based on a real character by the right. way right and and even in the past if you went like if you had a slight issue you might have gone to the doctor and they might have like drilled a freaking nail into like some part of your body and then just like left it in there or like bloodlet you or something so it's the, the point being made is that chances are like whatever the neural link thing is not advocating for it because it's creepy as hell but whatever that procedure is it's probably not as gruesome or like inviting of some like monster horrific you know outcome versus if you had to do a procedure in the 70s or in the 30s or in the 1870s uh so in that regard i think it is getting better um and like the evolution is it really is like the whole transhumanist thing like that is the next step of evolution is when people start sort of you know like adding technology onto their their normal workflow whether it's in your brain or your like if you talk about like a blind man right that staff becomes part of their body in a way because they can use it to feel and tap on things and tell if they're going to walk on grass or on concrete or whatever and i think phones are like turning into like a very similar thing like you can set it to like vibrate a certain way or make a certain sound based on who's calling and what time of day and you can like set all this stuff up so it turns into like a literal crutch or like a staff you know do you think that's the next split in humanity is based on technology that some go full technology you know we're talking Neuralink, everything metaverse the whole whole nine yards i think so yeah and i think it'll, that, it'll be another class because yeah, who can afford all these kind crazy of things you're gonna have a split of those who go with the tech and then those who decide ah, i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off for now and see how it works out in the long run we'll get version like three or four we'll see yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. you know i'm not buying i'm not buying the first one out there i'm not being one of those guinea pigs I don't know. you want to miss out on the ps1 all over again though yeah. oh. <laughs> well that's the transhumanist movement right like that's what you're talking about essentially like, yeah. This whole yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i don't know man I, I i definitely agree that it would be some kind of splintering in society right i don't think that people are going to go underground necessarily like you see in some movies right but yeah, man, there's definitely going to be some people that have access to some different things just because they can afford them. You're saying we're not going Edgar Friendly style and Demolition Man? I don't I think mean, so, dude. I mean, I was planning on living subterranean, and that's what you always see, though, is 
you have the underground people, but I feel like it would be the opposite. If shit happened, all the parasites would go underground and leave us up here. Sure. You know, Makes like sense. I don't see us going down. We no, I don't mean I don't have a bunker. I don't know about you guys, but I, I, there's nowhere for me to go underground unless I'm crawling in the sewage tunnels. So, hey, I'm, that might I'm, not be that bad of a move. But there's supposedly alligators down there. So you not up out. here. Under the sewers? You don't think they couldn't so? survive up here? It's too <laughs> fucking cold, man. Underground though, they can survive down there. What are I you guarantee. talking about? In in New England. Underground, it's not as cold underground. in New England, <laughs> but it's not as cold underground. Just like it's colder underground here. No, I, up- I under I understand that, but we're still talking about New England. There's you no ever heard the, the theory that there's here, alligators in the New York City uh, tunnels? Well, the those are the ones from the toilet. Yeah, those are the ones <laughs> people flush and shit. <laughs> but like underground, it's probably similar temperature underground where you're at underground as it is here where I'm at. You know what I mean? Because it's underground. You're not in the elements. Yeah, I, I don't know. It gets cold as fuck, dude. I, I don't know, care. The ground, the ground freezes out here, but but go down underground. Go in the sewer and tell me how cold it is down there. Yeah, that's it's about actually, the same with dude, all that. What are you shit. doing right now? Actually, yeah. Let, let me see. Let me call up my fucking <laughs> local local Ninja Turtle unit and see if I could borrow a, a room for the night. You know, all that shit, all that sewage is keeping it warmer, too. That's what I'm saying. It's more of a similar temperature as the sewer up here. See, the problem is we don't have we don't really have sewage around here. It's it's all fucking septic septic. So, yeah, mine, too. We're all in the fucking we're in the boonies out here. So we don't we don't get that that that. Yeah, I'm a city boy living the high life over here. Yeah, we don't get that. Flies away out of here, dude. All bougie. Look at you. Dude, I got to tell you right now. I've been I've been having to mute myself because I got addicted to these things and this is going to be something that like bothers people because it's poison, right? So good. Airhead bites. Are those the hard ones that have They're... the shit in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's okay. cherry, blue raspberry, orange watermelon and white raspberry. Phenomenal. I mean, this speaking, is the best candy. Speaking about devolution. <laughs> I mean, I don't care, man. Have you had the the Starburst airs? It's like regular Starburst but they like puff them up so they're almost like marshmallows. Oh, no, no, but I'd love to try them. What is that? Yeah, I'm telling you, bro, it's there. It's poison, but it's fucking awesome. That's the thing, man. Like poison tastes so about, good. Dude, that, I, I hate <laughs> when people say that you can't eat that shit. Right? It's like, dude, it like enjoy your life a little well, bit. Now, Skittles I, I is never buy these poison, dude. Like literally, like there's Skittles? toxic shit in Skittles. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. They're banned in other countries for a reason. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, yeah, you you shouldn't probably eat Skittles. This is probably similar to Skittles. But like, if you eat a bag a year, I think you're okay. You know what I mean? Like, I never buy these. I guarantee you, you were going to die at some point. So sorry to break it to you. Maybe. Chances chances are you're not making it out alive, but (laughs) so... And you'll have to wonder on your deathbed, was it that bag of Skittles that I had? Fucking airheads, man. (laughs) I ate. I shouldn't have eaten those airheads. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I mean, listen, if you're a fucking sedentary fat bastard, yeah, you probably shouldn't be just downing candy like it's it's the right thing to do. But if you're a, a normal human being that moves and, you know, wants to live a little any see. And that's why I feel about everything. Hey, if you want to try a little bit of it, go for it. Right. I mean, to each his own. It's not in any of the, the 
you out there that are gonna, uh, you know, oh, you're supposed to be this, you know, truther, and you're gonna. Well, guess what? We're all humans, and we want to live a little too. It's like goes back to the sports thing, right? It's one thing to know, and then it's another to live and listen. That's the line I'll draw, though. Come on, man. The bread in the circus. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I just, <laughs> right? I just have no interest in it. You watch. You still listen to music and watch movies. <laughs> you support pedophilia. You scumbag. <laughs> Hollywood. Oh, you are literally supporting Hollywood right now and everything that they've ever done. What do you do for um, like a distraction type thing, Thomas? Uh, I mean, I just work on projects nonstop, dude. So like comics and you know working on music and working on scripts and working on you know artwork and you don't uh, listen to I'll... music or anything like uh, you know if mainstream I... music not really man i mean if, if someone sends me a song i might listen to it but i feel like in like the year 2002 or something my like brain just shut off to most new music you know what i mean like there's there's a few here and there like albums that come in that i really like but for the most part, I just do all instrumental or I just listen to the stuff that I've always listened to or I'm listening to my own stuff. Dude, I'd be uh, so lost not, without Not music. in like a narcissistic way. But yeah, <laughs> dude, I don't know any of the band names, like none of it. Well, what about like the old bands though? Because those are old mainstream MK Ultra, you know, units out there. Like I'm sure that there's some classic bands that you like, right? And I'm not trying oh, yeah, to yeah, say yeah, of like... of course. Yeah, all the hate Ashbury stuff. Yeah, of course. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, everyone has that element to it. I actually do like football. I've got it playing right now. Um, I know damn well it's fake, dude. I mean, like you can tell that it's fake just by you watching think the it. last game was like 100 percent rig that ends on the 33 yard line. Like, oh, or or do you think Are you talking it, about last night's? Yeah, I didn't notice that. Like, I, I don't I don't pay attention to it like that. I just like betting it. And I know that with the massive amount of money that goes into the gambling side of it, there's zero chance that it's fake or that it's real. Sorry. There's zero chance that it, that, that, that zero, not, not even rigged. 5%. Well, here, here's the thing. There's yeah. a difference between it being real and being scripted. Right. Yeah. And that's what I, I try and tell people, like people that tell me that, that wrestling is fake. I'm like, well, is it fake when they slam them through a table? Is it fake when they hit them with a steel chair? Like, no, that's not fake. The, so the wrestling itself isn't fake. It's scripted. So the outcome is predetermined. Right. But how yeah, they get there is different. And, and it's up to the artist to, to get there and entertain you along the way. Now, I think it's in the essence, the NFL is in a lot of sense in pro sports in general. I think in certain circumstances, winners are predetermined. And yeah. and whether it's the teams that know it, whether it's just the officials, whether it's the league, you know, they have ways to manipulate these games to get certain outcomes. And now is every game scripted? I don't think so. I don't think they they go through every single game and have it predetermined and have it all laid out. I think there's certain games and there's certain times when they say, OK, we're you know, we're going to go this direction. And that's the way I, I got a couple specifics. I'm curious what you guys think. Remember the, the Cowboys versus Bills in the mid 90s where it was like back to back to back? Do you think that was scripted that the Bills yes. made it all the way to the Super Bowl again? Yeah, and because because who kept beating them? The Cowboys. Yeah, right. And it was just like it was just like the, the 1800s. We the Cowboys just kept killing the Bills or, or the, the Buffaloes over and over and over. <laughs> 
that's funny. And then what about like uh like Michael Jordan breaking onto the scene, Bulls, like Bulls. You know, height of his did would you think that Michael Jordan like breaks through whatever the Illuminati NBA control is and they're just like, We can't stop this guy, you know, someone do something, or is he in on it too? Or were he like the controlled. Bulls ordained or what? Oh, he was absolutely controlled. He had a he had a gambling problem and they yeah. knew it. And they yeah, they want to tap into it. people that have addictions, right? Like whether yeah. it's alcohol, gambling, uh, drugs of any kind. Sex. That's like their ideal candidate, it seems like. Yep. And that's what they did with Jordan. They knew he had a gambling issues and they they played along with it. And then they, he got out of line and they took out his father and mm. he quit for a little bit. And then he came back after the after baseball, right? Quiet. Yeah. And that's what right when that gambling should happen to UF basketball. His dad died. His dad died first. Then he left basketball. He won a championship, left basketball, was under a lot of heat. There was talk of maybe him being suspended for gambling. And then uh, he left. And then he came back and everybody welcomed back with open arms. So what do you think about Kobe Bryant? You think that was that was uh, planned or scripted? I think I think they took him out. I think that was for certain. I think there's a lot of things you look at with him that, you know, <laughs> let alone the fact that it was predicted in that creepy kids cartoon book. Yeah. That weird ass book, dude. I mean, I don't know. You even see it in the UFC, man. Like this is my, uh, you know, sport that I really enjoy watching every weekend. And uh, you can tell like, even like the mainstream, you know, prediction people that are out there, there's dozens, I mean, hundreds probably at this point of different shows on YouTube that predict like who's going to win. They try and give like their ideas on like how the fight's going to work out and stuff. And you'll hear these guys so many times say the UFC wants this guy to win. Like they'll say that over and over again, because there are people that the UFC wants to win and the matchmaking goes accordingly. It's not just like random dudes fighting. There's matchmakers that match these guys up. And when they want somebody to win, they match them up with someone that they think they can beat stylistically. Right. So, I mean, there was some wild stuff that happened this weekend. There's this dude that had, you know, there was this really big uh, cancer talk that was going on throughout the event. And one of the coaches that was the coach to one of these dudes that like everyone hates because he fucked everyone's parlays up. And he's just like constantly like this betting nightmare for people, whether he's winning or losing. His name's Cody Brundage. And um, his coach was this was this dude that like uh, you know has kidney cancer he's in remission right now they're making a big story about it and you saw him sitting in the crowd with his coach and right then i was like dude i know this dude's gonna win because everyone thought he was gonna lose and he went out there and he did one of the nastiest slams i've ever seen happen in the fucking octagon knocked this dude out when he was caught in an arm bar picked him up and just slammed him on his head and this dude was knocked out you know and he was the second one to do that back to back in that event which you never see slam knockouts and there was two that night back to back that's crazy weird yeah it was wild man. really Dude, fun now have you guys seen and this is kind of a cool little uh segue have you seen this stuff it's called spatial computing and they're gonna start using it for sports and what it is is it's basically ar and vr on your in your house discovered i got a flat tire and no one can help let this commercial play (laughs) nobody literally nobody can help i can't do it myself yeah yeah spatial computing and how this technology will change sports forever spatial computing at its core 
leverages technologies such as augmented reality, virtual reality, virtual reality, and advanced sensor technologies to create a three-dimensional digital environment. In the realm of sports, this means transcending traditional viewing boundaries. Imagine experiencing a basketball game not just from your TV screen, but as if you were right there on the sidelines, able to view the game from any angle you desire. This heightened level of immersion transforms passive viewing into an engaging experience. To know more, talk to us at hello at liveplex.io. <laughs> she looks like one of freaking Jerry's kids. Jesus. <laughs> that was kind of, I mean, she's kind of hot, but it was just funny how she was like <laughs> just in the middle of there. Just in the middle photo. of it. But yeah, I mean, it's so crazy because, uh, and what you would think the major uh, hindrance of this would be the cost, right? And that was the big thing that got people in the past was the cost of delivering this. Now, they said the cost of the AR and VR devices is is dropped tremendously and they can do this at a relatively low cost. So what you'll be able to do is, right, like you could go watch the UFC event in your living room, you know, and pick where you want to sit in the arena and see yeah. the fight happen like on your coffee table in front well, of they, you. They do this now a lot with concerts because the concert, it's like, they don't have to worry as much about tracking where someone's moving. They're just sitting there and like, you know, maybe the singer's walking up and down the stage, but, and you essentially like, and you can choose if you want to be, you know, up on the stage, you want to be backstage, you want to be up in the, the towers, you know what I mean? So this, and this is something that they've been doing ever since the very first Oculus came out. Um, yes. the, the one that's like portable, you can jump in and they do all sorts of like these concerts where you can go and like be part of a live performance. Yeah, they do do it a lot. My son's always, you know, he doesn't go to them, but he's always telling me about it. He's like, oh, dad, we got this concert on here today because he's got one of the Oculus. Mm -hmm. And it's it's interesting, man. But when I saw this spatial computing, I'm like, that is that could revolutionize sports from the from the perspective of you can really change the way you watch and consume sports and and not only sports this could be television right movies you could watch this stuff now play out in 3d you know or vr ar right in front of you and you can be like the same way people change through channels right you'll be able to like halfway through a movie pause it select the main character and start like changing channels until you get yeah. to like the character that you wanted to play and then hit Resume again and then watch it play out. Well, it reminded me of if you remember in Star Wars when Chewbacca's playing chess and it has like those kind of VR type chess pieces and they end up like when it takes the other one, it eats it literally mm -hmm. just eats it up, you know, and that's kind of what this remind me of is, you know, you can basically do this with anything. You know, this doesn't have to be sports. This this can be any activity or anything that's going on on television that they have today. And like you said, Thomas, you can just switch boom, boom, boom. And, and that delay that you would have in the past, you know, you would only be able to watch a single event. And I think they did a little test of this with that earlier in the year, the NFL did a game where uh, they showed it from Woody's room from toy story. Yeah. And that was wild they did the same thing. So while the game was live in London on your TV, on the Disney network or whatever, you could watch 
cartoon figures reenacting the game, you know, mm -hmm. while it was going on and playing mm -hmm. it out with, you know, Toy Story characters going on in the background. So like the commentators. At, a, at a certain point, like that, the AR version you just showed, it was like very low resolution. Yeah. Like you could tell it was all computer generated, right? So when it gets to the point when you can actually put yourself in any seat and it looks real because it's it's basically rendering at a higher resolution than your eyes can even detect, right? At mm. that point, does it matter if there's real players playing anymore? Or like, what if it's just a great freaking show every time it's always like down to the wire? It's always like a weird blowout or would, well, it, and, and would, would it matter to you in, in particular? That's an interesting point because that gets into like esports, right? And that's the thing that's taking off. And and people really in that instance, you're rooting for a video game character. <laughs> you know, that's what you're cheering for in essence. And it's, I don't see much of a difference between the two. But there is still a person behind the video game, you know, that you're rooting for. Like, you yeah, know, you're betting on a person that's controlling a, a sports well, team if you're betting on NFL or whatever. I'll what about, tell that's you, rigged this generation of kids, though, they'll go and sit on YouTube for hours and watch other kids play. PewDiePie, dude. PewDiePie. Now, if you, if you, you know, my generation growing up, if you had told me, you know, you have a choice between playing it on your own or watching someone else play it on TV there is no shot in hell that I'm going to sit there and watch somebody else play it. I've but... heard this referred to as uh video game cucks and it makes <laughs> perfect sense, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you know, cause it takes all the stress out. Like you don't have to worry about it. Like my, and I, I yell at my son all the time. Like, why are you watching someone else play the game that you have <laughs> and the game that you, you know, and it's not like, you're learning something new or you're finding a new trick to the map. You're just watching this. And this kid's worse than you, by the way, this kid's an idiot. Like, what are we doing here? Dude, you're teeing me up here. You've, you've seen the <laughs> South Park episode on this, right? Yes. I mean, yes. it's perfect. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. It's just go. Kyle talking to his little brother, you know, fucking Ike talking about why are you not just playing the game? And they all call him like uh grandpa and stuff. And he's yeah, literally dude, a fourth boomer. grader. It's just, yeah, man, it's uh a generational thing it seems like and for the record i think that the that the um the sphere i think that that is probably going to be a, a venue that does that i would think that you yes. know the first venue that ends up doing that where i mean imagine like let's say because i know uh, again to bring it back to like what i'm into the ufc they want to do a card there on mexican independence day in 2024 i wouldn't be surprised if in the future let's say you want to watch the ufc you want to buy a ticket right but you can't afford to go there in person so you want to watch it virtually from a seat. And then maybe as the event goes on and like your fighter is fighting, you can pay more to move closer or whatever, you know, and you can actually feel like you're there. You can have the headset. Well, and, and think about it from the from the UFC standpoint, the, the amount of revenue you can possibly bring in oh, because yeah. there's no limit to the amount of seats you can sell. You can sell yeah. everyone the exact same ringside seat. Yeah. And everyone has an un unobstructed view. It's a while still playing thing. them ads, you know, yeah. in between minutes, in between. Absolutely. The I mean, you could put the ads in there, you know, like they do today in baseball games. You know, they just have the green screen on the backstop and there's ads up there all game long. 
but the people well, watching the game in the stadium don't see anything no, but the yeah. backstop. Well, and not just that, but like you're talking about upgrading, you know, your seat or whatever, but it could be, you know, here's this Listerine ad. And if you buy it right now, this ad that I'm playing for you, if you just click this button and purchase it, uh, then you get to like move up your seat or then you get yeah, like the little absolutely. pin, the, the digital pin that says, you know, I was here at this game day or whatever. And, and yeah, on the fun. opposite end, you could get locked out if your social credit score isn't good. Right. That's yeah. how they can control you from doing certain things. They can lock you out of certain stuff if, you know, in this new digital world. And that's, you know, like I said, I, I've hit on it a little bit and I'm going to I'm going to do a little short show on it this week, probably about this digital equity uh, equality act and how, you know, when when you have the FCC coming in and, and pumping the brakes saying, ah, we can't let the government have this much control, you know. They fucking they were trying to pull one over on us. So it's crazy. Yeah, man. The possibilities are endless. You know, these people love it, dude. These technocrats and like the the new world order just loves this shit where it's like the technology is there and now we can just do whatever we want. You know, what's funny. They've they've I mean, growing up as a cartoon kid, every villain was like ahead of the game in technology. Right. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. always were one step ahead and they always lived in this elaborate layer that had all this huge tech and screens and buttons. Yeah, and look, at, look at um, like Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. And Dr. Yeah. Robotnik. Yeah. And uh, Mega Man and, and Dr. Wily and like every video game. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at the, the have you guys seen the Watchmen that movie? I know it's based off of a, a, a yeah, of course. you know, comic book and shit. But yeah, like that, that, uh, you know, one of the dudes that was one of the original Watchmen, how he like splinters off and turns into a bad guy. That dude's like a tech billionaire, right? Like back in that, in that time frame or whatever the fuck you want to call yeah. that universe. Yeah. Yeah. Lex Luthor was also a tech billionaire yep. and he used his riches and his technology to fight back. The only good tech guy, I think, is like Batman, Batman right? Yeah. Batman's and the only good tech good? guy. Really? Well, yeah. Yeah. He's neutral. doing it for like self gain. Yeah, I mean, we can't forget about Scrooge McDuck, the original rich asshole, right? I mean, like he he wasn't maybe that much of a tech guy, well, but he was the original Indiana Jones, if you want to get specific. Scrooge McDuck was a hundred percent. Yeah, the first Indiana Jones movie was in fact based on a Ducktales comic book. Uh, some of the scenes, beat for beat, including the big boulder, yeah, swapping out the little golden thing, like no all that way. came from that's a Ducktales cool. book. Yeah, how and funny. and that's that's interesting too because think of how many shows and movies have used that boulder it's such an iconic scene and it comes from ducktales mm -hmm. oh you know, like it's, the shit. it's so hard to shit. believe but that's i don't know i i just i feel like cartoons even these days have gone downhill like they're not even as interesting as they used to be well the 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 like pub, what you would call public access or like the network type ones yeah but man there's some really insane ones that'll just come out for like a season on netflix or on hbo or something oh yeah the one-off really for sure yeah yeah but what i'm do you guys talking think about like the mainstream like the disney the the public yeah like you're saying like cable cartoons other than yeah. south park i mean south park's a ship what do you guys think about aqua teen aqua teen is one of my favorites i used i used to watch that back <laughs> god probably 15 20 years ago didn't it end like 15 years ago they just came out with some new episodes oh really yeah two new episodes they're kind of you know just limping along i guess but 
I just think it's really interesting, man. And it's one of those things where like you watch it when you're just sitting there late at night, whatever you're drunk, you're high, whatever you do. It's interesting. Cause it's like, it, it just, it, I always thought that it made me feel like when I was super, super poor, like broke. And I was like, you know, paying $300 for rent in a, in a room with like some friends. It made my life seem so much better than it was because they live in shit. You know what I mean? Like there's literally like, you know, gas leaks in their house and stuff and, and just like dirty. Like it's a really gritty style of, of art, but there's something super satisfying about it, especially for me back then. It's not as good to me now, but it's one of those ones. Whenever I watch it again, I think back, like it almost, t- it brings me back to when I was, you know, in my early twenties living with my friends and shit. So is that nostalgia or is that because Aqua Teen is good? I don't know if it's nostalgia or like like it, it, it caters to like the masochist part of me or something where, you know, like you want to kind of suffer a little bit, right? You want to see someone a little worse off than you. <laughs> like, yeah. Grabbing a bucket. You know? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's weird. It, that that uh, that show in particular kind of, uh, you know. That might be part of UFC too, dude. Like, hey, at least I'm not getting my ass beat right now. <laughs> Well, those dudes make some good money, man. A lot of people act like they don't make good money, but they fucking do, you know, especially if they're good. You have to get up there to make the money, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people talk about the PFL. There's people in the PFL that make $500 to go out there and get their ass kicked. You know what I mean? Even even the lower UFC guys, um, because my brother-in-law, one of his coworkers was on The Ultimate Fighter, the show, and almost made it on. Uh, And he he didn't, but, you know, he did it for years and never made... I was going to say, a lot of those guys that show up on Ultimate Fighter, like, none of them are, like, coming from, like, money and fights. Some of them, but most of them are, like, broke as hell, and they're already at that level. They're basically good enough to be in there, you know, pending this one, like, 16-off fight. Yeah. Yeah, there's people like Israel Adesanya that were born rich that they act like they weren't rich, and those are the ones that, that are really interesting to me, too um as far as like conspiracies go because that dude was dominant when he was running his thing and um there was an episode on this big uh mma podcast type thing called the mma hour and his coach yeah uh, his name is eugene Berman, came on there they're all new zealanders um israel adesanya is kind of a nomad he's not really a new zealand dude he's from africa but they wear these stones where like you can't buy it it has to be given to you by a loved one or something it's a green like emerald looking stone and when he was wearing it before he lost to Alex Padilla, um, he was he was talking about this stone. And he was like, "Yeah, so this thing, it's a uh, you know, it, it talks basically. It represents debts being paid. It represents karma and all these different things." And then his fighter goes out there and loses, and now he's like on this big downward trajectory. Like a lot of people hate him now because of this like whole dog fucking molesting allegations and stuff. And it's not really allegations. He what? there's he filmed himself grabbing his dog's dick and doing weird stuff and you know it's weird he's a weird dude was he being nice um, to it or was he being mean with it he wasn't like you know i mean i don't know how nice can you be when you're like kind of implying bestiality you know what i mean but he wasn't like hurting his dog um did you see that stuff matt oh it's disgusting yeah he was rubbing his yeah. dog's dick basically like yeah and like feeding like, it from his mouth and like yeah, acting like he, it was he, sexual like, let the dog eat out of its mouth like he did all sorts of weird shit with it like I don't know. I mean, I love my dog, but I'm 
uh, there's a boundary with my dog. You know, I'm not letting her. She eats deer shit on the regular. I'm not letting her get anywhere near my fucking mouth. Yeah, that I mean, just and then now you have this new thing with Ian Gary, which is a wild thing. I mean, dude, there's this channel out there for anyone that's interested in conspiracies and just like, you know, good media. This guy named Red Pill MMA, he's based out of Ireland and he does insane work. And like he he kind of blew up recently, but he talks about like the more gossipy things in that world. And he's talking about this, this dude, Ian Gary's wife. That's just like a total fucking gold digger. It's just a, I mean, it's just really interesting. I'm not going to bore people with it right now, but it like there's wild shit going on in all kinds of different walks of life, man. Like just absolutely insane things that you wouldn't believe. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Thomas, I got one for you. This is up your alley with, uh, your past being a Disney guy and things like that. I, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Cause this is one of the things that's really bothered me over the years about the lack of creativity in Hollywood, so to speak. Into the live action kids film that actually starred kids like movies, like the Sandlot. That used to be a dime a dozen. Little Giants, you know, movies like The Goonies, Hey You Guys, Home Alone 1 and 2. These are great movies that were starring kids, but the whole family could watch them. You know what I'm saying? Beethoven. Yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. They was more teens, high school adult. But you get my drift? Major Pain. That was mostly kids and Damon Wayans and, you know, Hillary. Little Rascals. It was fantastic. The Mighty Ducks. The Karate Kid, we, we, we had all kinds of movies on the VHS. Mrs. Doubtfire, my girl, the good son, he was evil, but at least the movie was solid. Hook. I mean, these movies were everywhere. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory been out 10 years before I was born. Still watched it all the time. Jumanji. First Kid. Shout out to Sinbad. Air Bud. Not the world's greatest movie, but you know what I'm saying? I watched it. Free Willy, man, Rookie of the Year. The last good kids movie I saw starring kids was Hardball. When G-Baby died, I cried. Where did they go? Brown 96, 97? I think when Pixar came out, they just said, okay, Pixar is the new thing, and then they stopped. Bring them back. What happened? Hmm. He left He left out Angels in the Outfield was another awesome Oh yeah, there's there's baseball. a lot he left out, and because that's you know that's basically what we grew up on were those kids kind of movies. I mean, you could even go to the point of like Stand by Me, you know, and movies like that that are all about kids and kids' adventures, and it just they don't happen anymore. I think it's a little bit of a false premise because I mean, look at maybe it's not a movie but like stranger things right for example that's yep. got the exact same feel as like that et goonie kind of vibe and that's still modern that's store that stars kids um i mean maybe uh, although there's a lot of nostalgia in that too it was it was a lot of it was just like check out all these awesome movies that you remember that were good you know what i mean they don't make good stuff anymore i feel like it's the south park all over again like okay grandpa let's get you back to bed <laughs> Well, yeah, like the remaking of it, but that's a remake, like you said, you know, like that that's mm. focusing on kids. And that's basically the cast of Stranger Things is in those movies. But there was uh, there was one called the 90s, I think, or mid 90s. That was freaking awesome. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. it was it was more of an independent film. Like it was still pretty big. 
Um, but that one had like a like a same kind of feel as some of those earlier kids movies. You, I, I feel like they they kind of knew where technology was going, and they wanted to loop, you know, people our age or people that were kids when those kid movies were coming out, right? They wanted to loop us in and make sure that we were going to be like hooked to the TV, and then we'd kind of grow up with these people, right? We grew up with the with that whole like the, the stars of that, right? I don't oh, know if yeah. that makes I sense. I felt like they were my friends, you know, growing up. I felt like the Goonies were like my crew. They just right. they just happen to live in a different city, but I knew that if I lived in their city, like they were my friends already. Yeah, we'd be cool, right? Yeah, we'd be we'd be totally cool, dude. <laughs> and then that's the thing is like you grow up and then you already have these movies that you're hooked on to. A lot of 80s kids were babysat by the TV, right? Absolutely. Um hell yeah. And that I think that was the first generation. It, it got a little more, it, it was a little different because I'm a 90s kid. It was a little different for us. It was like video games. It was going outside doing shit. 80s kids obviously went outside a lot too and shit, but yeah, see, we know, really man. didn't have the video games in the 80s. Nintendo right. didn't pick up until like the mid to late 80s, really. And that's when it took off. And then in the 90s, like you said, Rye, you got the video games really took off in the 90s. And so you had that extra element in there. Um, well, that, that was made... the first time you could actually have an arcade at home. That was basically yes. what like the Genesis and the Super Nintendo essentially. At that point, the 16-bit consoles, it was as good as the stuff that you were seeing in the arcades. And from that point on, it was like better and better. And th that's kind of why the arcade died a little bit. Like in the 80s, it was like you'd have to leave home and go to the arcade if you wanted to play something that felt a little bit higher resolution than whatever pong or atari i don't know dude in the early 2000s when i was a teenager arcades were still alive and well dude like i mean game yeah. works i don't like, know about alive and well though i mean at they the were, malls we i think it. they died with the malls yeah, right i mean sure. as the mall died the arcade died but yeah dude. like you said i still went to the arcade in the early 2000s i was in college and we'd go to the arcade still <laughs> hell yeah what did they serve beers and stuff too at those arcades at dave and buster's they did Dave and Buster's, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking like Game Watch. But like the kid arcades, they didn't know. But like, okay. uh, you know, they, you could go there. We'd smoke and go fucking play video games. What was your favorite arcade game? Oh, dude, I was a big fan of the wrestling arcade games, man. They were so much fun. The old WWE games, or WWF, dude. I should say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior and like Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I think... I'm trying to think some of the good old bar games. Mine's Resident Evil or Jurassic Park, man. I love the shooting the games. Guns, yeah. So they fun. still have Jurassic Park at uh what is it now? I don't even know what it is. It's kind of like an adventure adventure zone or some shit like that where they have like foam pits and you know climbing walls and arcade games and all sorts of stuff and my son loves to hop in the jurassic park one too because it's like there. the car right you're sitting yeah you're sitting in yeah. there with a shotgun and you are not it moves you're like uh you're like a you know on the wing of a uh a, not wing but at the side of an apache like shooting shit out yeah I, dude. I, I feel like that's what happened in the in the early 2000s up until now the arcade started leaning more into like 
an actual motorcycle that you can sit on and a car that like has all of the movements and everything and like the shooter games because now to do a shooter game with a flat panel it's almost impossible unless you buy like a four to five hundred dollar setup and then it only works with certain games and but like the arcades all those custom built things uh like they really lean into that so now when you go to an arcade a lot of the stuff is like cruising usa and motorcycles and like physical like games is like tic-tac-toe but you have to like hit something or like punch something and all of a sudden it's like you you couldn't do that at your house you know what i mean or if you well did, and, it was and the we tried to capture that right thomas i mean yeah we and then the xbox tried it for a little bit but that their motion bar died real quick but i i mean some of those Wii games where you could you could move i mean you could get a hell of a workout from playing like Wii snowboarding and shit like that the dance game is wild. Oh, the, yeah, I didn't even do those. Screw it that. rips you your Beat legs. Saber? You know what, what Beat that? Saber? Your kid's got to be playing Beat Saber if he's got the Oculus headset. No, nah, he's not. He's no? into okay. killing stuff. <laughs> it's dope, dude. Like You just get like um like two lightsabers, one in each hand, right? One's oh, like that's blue, right. Yes. Red. And you're slashing the stuff as it comes at you. But it's like to like your favorite songs or whatever. Yes, I've act- yeah, I actually played that on there for about that's 30 a great seconds workout, and then man. I felt that's nauseous because a- I can't do the Oculus, man. Yeah, so what happened yeah, you just got riding uh, a bike? VR sickness, right? Yeah, oh, dude, it was bad. Like I, I had it on and I got through like, like I said, maybe 30 seconds and I had to take it off and I'm like, I sat down. My son's like, dad, why are you so white? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm dude, naturally it's white. real, man. This- hey, I'm curious. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you get uh car sick easily if i'm not in the driving or in the front seat yeah okay that i feel like there's actually a like a a thread going on here that people that get like a correlation are sick yeah um might also be more prone to getting vr sick oh i don't i have the weakest like i i puked on the teacups at disney oh my god like my my stomach i can't do any motion Funny. Maybe maybe hardcore. you keep that to yourself, you know, <laughs> dude. And I was a grown, I was a grown up. I was in my thirties when it happened. I took some kids down to Disney for uh, with a buddy of mine. We took his twins down because his wife had MS and couldn't do it. And so, uh, yeah, went on the teacups, dude. I, or as soon as I got off, I puked my brains out. Oh man, that's Not bad. Good. You got to take some Dramamine before you play the uh, Beat Saber there. Yeah, huh? So what, I can last 60 seconds? Yeah. (laughs) Get that score up. Hey, Thomas, uh, you mentioned earlier you had been working on some stuff. You want to share it with us? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to. I want want people to hear, the the, especially the Biden AI, because it's crazy how you guys do this. Uh, Also, the the latest thing is I've actually been working on. I thought when you said the Biden thing, because I just dropped the song yesterday. Yes, that too. Called Hunter Biden. I heard um, that. So that one, and then uh, I've got some of the the videos that I did. I think they're on my my TikTok account. Uh, let's see. I, I wonder if you can you can even see the ones that got banned. What was that one that said I woke up one morning jet fuel something? Yeah, well, I'll show that on there. <laughs> there. Is there a way to like show my own videos? What's going on here? Probably oh, just here we go. Yeah. Uh yeah, so look look at all these commu- uh community guideline oh, violations. Oh jeez, look at you. Yeah, dude, I'm 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 big boy. Here, here's the one one of the ones you were talking Folks, about. Folks, let me tell you, this is seriouser than a cat <laughs> in a hat. And frankly, frankly, 
It's just plain old yucky doodle. <laughs> sick and twisted comic company. Paranoid American is spreading conspiracy theories and uh, weird stuff through their comics and other artsy, fartsy things. And let me tell you, folks, it's, it's not just harmless fun and games. It's like a bad taco on a Tuesday. You might think it's okay, but then you, you realize it's just not right, you hear? And this bad art is like that, folks. They're talking about program green bean or blue green, green bean. You know the thing. And adrenochrome and train derailments, come on, none of that is real. It's all malarkey. So let's all come together and say no to this uh, weird taco fartsy art. Let's stand up for truth and justice, and let's make sure that this kind of uh, not-so-good art from Paranoid American doesn't happen. Say no to Paranoid American and say no to um, art that's just plain old gobbledygook. Like my grandma always used to say, if a frog had wings, he wouldn't bump his tail on the ground. So don't follow Paranoid American on Instagram and do not visit ParanoidAmerican.com. It's all hogwash and it'll rot your brain, folks. That's great. <laughs> now, do you, without giving too much away, do you like, do you record yourself saying that so that he gets kind of the cadence of your voice or do you just type it out? Uh, I, I mostly will just type it out, but like the cadence is a good question. Like there's lots of little tricks on the difference between adding like a comma, maybe three commas. Um, like one of the tricks I'll do is sometimes you hit play and he sounds way too coherent to be uh, Joe Biden. Right. Uh, so that's the hardest thing for Joe Biden. So usually I'll start the prompt out with like, huh, where am I? I'm confused. Wait, what? And then I'll just delete that part out but it like kind of puts the the simulation essentially like into this confused mode or like it at least establishes because you're, you're trying to tell it like okay the cadence is going to keep getting like broken up a little bit um so then you don't see that part and i i extrapolate that to a lot of the stuff that i do we're like you kind of have to like get it on its its uh training wheels first and then you let it kind of just like take off that's crazy. I wish I could play some of these ones they got community banned. Uh these ones were all Kamala uh Harris. Uh, I guess I guess those ones were just like too real. I don't know. I don't I don't really understand what the rules are anymore, man. Like how come that one's allowed? Here and here's another one. My fellow Americans, today I come to you with a matter that has been troubling me. A company called Paranoid American. They've been spreading all sorts of strange piffle <laughs> through their art and comics. <laughs> They're like a bowl of jelly beans that just don't match. But it's not just that, folks. They've been saying that I like to smell hair. Well, that's just Hubble Bubble. Who doesn't like the smell of summer rain or freshly baked blueberry pancake on a little girl's head? We can't let paranoid American get away with their flim flam and mumbo jumbo folks we need to be like a silly billy and flap against this looney tunes oh we need to be like a bebopper and dance against this crazy waltz so <laughs> keep your eyes and ears open for anything from american paranoid i mean paranoid american come on man if you see something that doesn't make sense don't be afraid to speak up we can't let them make us believe in their Doodle bops. Remember, it's like my grandpa always said, if it quacks like a conspiracy and waddles like a conspiracy, it's probably just a bunch of whack a doodle. Thank you. And may God bless you. Dude, I love how you do that because he always mix in, uh, you know, my mom used to say or my father used to say. Folksy, or, you know. Yeah, folksy little. Yeah. I, the, so unfortunately, those two that I just showed you, 
those were like the most coherent but i i got some versions where the folksy things were like i was crying like i was laughing with like <laughs> snot coming out but unfortunately it just it didn't like the voice that he said it in didn't blend well with the rest of what i was doing so they kind of had to end up on the cutting room floor but like dude some of the gold is like it's kind of unheard so so I was going to uh, say, he sounds awfully coherent there. That is giving him a lot of credit right, right, in that right. one. He was just ripping through it. Well, these are old too, man. This is like two or three months old. And in AI terms, that might as well be two or three years old at this point. Yeah. Like every every week. is, And then, so here's the other big one. I've been working on uh, a bunch of songs. And they're a combination <laughs> of AI. Some that I, I'll start like a beat in Ableton. Um, and then maybe I'll like hum something out or I'll start and then kind of let AI take over. And then maybe once it starts going off the track, I'll rein it back in. I'll bring it back into Ableton, fix it up and then like let it take over again. So I don't want to just play. I swear I've dropped like, like 20 or 30 tracks over the last week. Holy um, shit. so, so I'll just pick some of my favorites and I won't play the entire things. So and these are all AI. These are all AI. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll, I'll point out the ones that aren't, but every every single one that you see on the the page right now is all AI. So I'll I'll start out with uh, a couple. I won't play them all the way through, just so people got an incentive to go and check out uh, Sound Scientists on SoundCloud. And I'll I'll post links to this at some point somewhere. But I've just been having fun, dude. I I do this for myself, even if no one else was listening to these. <laughs> I'm here, no matter what you need. No matter what you need, I love you. Fuck the match, I fuck the bitch. Woo. Lose a gun and still get rich. Hunt to buy it, hunt to buy it. Woo. I fucking ride with hunt to buy it. Fuck the match, I fuck the bitch. Woo. Lose a gun and still get rich. Hunt to buy it, hunt to buy it. It's it's just the same thing over and over, but I just I freaking love it. <laughs> yeah, I, that is so awesome. Yeah, let's, I love those, man. Yeah, I'll do the, another, this one too because Ryan was uh, asking about it. This is probably one of my favorite ones. I woke up one morning to a whole new world. Things on the TV, things start to. They told us a story, it seems so clear But something inside me said, wait, hold up the air Jet fuel can't melt steel beams, see 11 was it in such a big conspiracy They think we're all a mob Open up your eyes, can't you see? So yeah I got a bu I mean, Adrenochrome it's Queen dope. I'm gonna try to get this one on iTunes and just see what happens. How far, how far Adrenochrome Queen can get? But yeah, like all these other ones, the Homunculus Trap. I made this oh, one. Oh, nice. Juan said it was too much because the the hook is is pretty intense. <laughs> homunculus. Uh, that's a, that was a weird rabbit hole. So I mean, yeah. Now now he's featured on albums. So now we've got the Homunculus Trap. I got a song about. Renee Descartes and Joe Rogan snorting DMT, uh, which is a very specific reference. Uh, and then, yeah, there's some of the, Let me go to my tracks here. Was that from that one episode where a lot of people said Rogan snorted it like live on air? 
Uh, that and also me and Juan had an episode of a cult book club where we talk about Renee Descartes snorting uh, DMT as well. So okay. I got I got you know one about Santa being a mushroom. It's like a 1970s <laughs> rock. Uh, That's awesome. I got one about Jolly West. It's a hip. It's like a 1990s hip hop song about Jolly West. MK Ultra uh, G right there. All these dude, yeah, creeping Bill Clinton. I got a song <laughs> called Peanut Butter Bitch just because my I was working on something and my dog uh saw that there was like a jar of peanut butter and kept crying and I <laughs> and I said it to her. I was like, "You peanut butter bitch." And then in my head it was like, "Peanut butter bitch. I'm a peanut butter." Uh, and I tur- had to turn into a song. So yeah, Mormon serial killer. It's in the styles of like a 1980s rock song. Dude, motivation comes from wild places, man. So, oh yeah, here I'll do. I'll do one lap. This one can't help but stare, and it's Joe Biden falling down the stairs. This is a great one. It's like a baby making one, but <laughs> this one called the hole in JFK's head. It's got like the catchiest, the catchiest hook. I guarantee you, you're gonna hear it later. So let, let now, me, now does AI create the hook and the beat and everything? It's a little mixture of everything, but I'll say yes. I'll just say yes to okay. make it simple. Yeah, please yeah. say everything is basically AI. In Dallas town, 63, a story unfolds, you gotta hear it from me, a president shy, a nation in despair, a mystery solved, a bullet in midair. <laughs> From the sixth floor, they say it came flying Through the holy JFK's head And JFK's head Bullets took him down Oh, took him down Through the holy JFK's head It's like some 90s R&B right here Did he use The weekend as the prop? Like The weekend's voice? Can't you see? Can't you see? can't give away too many of my my secrets here but no that one was trained on 1990s r&b singers exclusively but then i i had it pair it up with like a modern like trap song so in that process that's why you kind of hear like that 90s vocals but then it's like a modern beat um yeah that one took forever to make it sound coherent and like so many vert like so many freaking versions of these i'll have like 20 and they all sound almost the same but just a little different you know what i mean and it's it's so hard i was trying to describe it the other day and it's like a like a tree branch growing you know what i mean it's it's very non-linear where like every little stem like every 20 to 30 second clip you decide to like okay i like that give me three more and then you pick like your favorite out of those three and you're like okay now make me three more and it just keeps extending and extending so sometimes you get to the very end and you're like, oh, oh I kind of liked how it sounded way back when. But then it's like, do you want to throw all that time out of like, you know, following it through these different branches and like kind of nurturing it and and sort of like directing it. So. Dude, that, that is amazing. It is wild what you can do with AI, man. Wow. And it's not hard, man. It's it's so it's so easy too. well. Um, and that's what you were saying, right? As long as you you have the availability of it it's it's just plug and play at that point and if and honestly the big thing is if you've got the luxury of time to be able to burn say like two or three weeks to just learn how to use it because even even like the jobs that are out there 
uh, the ones that like want you to help use it. Like no one's going to be like, oh yeah, take a month off. Just, you know, figure it out. Go find yourself. Right. It's like, you know, here's this new tool that we're now using and it's going to make your job better. But if, if you go and you actually spend some time and learn how to use all these tools yourself, uh, you'll be surprised at how easy a lot of the stuff is. And like, I, I could see people at, like normal jobs that they are doing like assembly line or physical labor stuff, but like an AI, you could just like automate over half your job uh, very soon. But if you don't bother to figure out how to do that, then, you know, you won't. And then you'll just be working twice as hard for no reason. Yeah. Well, we talked about this yesterday, Matt, that uh, Sports Illustrated is coming under fire for using AI to write their articles. So what do you think about that? Where people, when they can understand that AI is taking people's jobs, quote unquote, people get pretty pissed off about that. And they're like, why don't you guys fucking hire real writers? Like, what do you think about that? Because I do think AI has a place in that stuff. But at a certain point, people actually like really want to hear other human beings opinions in writing pieces or in shows or in content in general. I think the songs that's, that's great, dude. Like, I think that like one of the, the jet fuel one that reminded me of SZA, you know what I mean? And like, again, you don't need to like, say you're different, uh, you know, prompts that you type in or like the voices that you take from, but like, I can hear artists that are actually really big in those kinds of things. But what do you think about that idea where people are not going to like a, like when they know something's made by AI, they're going to kind of like naturally turn away from it. I think that's pretty fine and natural. Just like some people prefer, you know, Amish churned butter versus whatever the supermarket brand is that gets squirted out of a machine. Um, and I think it'll it'll be the same thing like almost with Etsy, where some people would rather go and get something off Etsy that's handmade than going to Target and buying, you know, the same kind of thing. Um, but it'll come at a premium. So anything that's like organic, human-grown art uh, might just start coming at a premium at a certain point. You know what I mean? Like one of the good examples of this music stuff, which is different than the writing, in my opinion. I think the writing is kind of BS because especially for Sports Illustrated, this is... I say this a little bit tongue in cheek, but it's like the pinnacle of wanting to professionally do like pursue writing about sports as a career writing in sports illustrated is sort of like, you know, um, like the, like the top of the, the ladder, it's a prestigious in a lot job, of ways, yeah. I, I guess it's prestige, you know, I, again, tongue in cheek. Yeah, sure. It's prestigious. Well, it was right. Yeah. When you, Maybe, when you, yeah. When the people that consider corporate media, you know, high and almighty, then yeah, they're held to a higher standard. But this, the writing is a little bit different because in order to know if it's good, you've got to read it and you've got to understand yeah. it. And at that point, like you're wasting a lot of time if you're like having the AI do it and then you read it and then you give it notes because it's never going to get it great versus a really good writer. But for artwork and music and things where they're like so subjective and it doesn't take you and like an hour to digest it a lot of people listen to the first four seconds of a song and they'll know immediately if they even care about it or not yeah. and the same thing with like artwork like within four seconds you probably know if you're going to keep scrolling or if you're going to pause or like share it or whatever um so when it comes to the ai stuff like you can just say generate me 500 versions of this song and then I can just go through four seconds. Nope. Four seconds. Nope. Four seconds. Nope. Try imagine doing that to any human being on the planet. Be like, yo, Ryan, go, go make me 400 versions 
of you know whatever and then he sits there watching me go through it and i'm just going nope 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 you know what i mean like right the, it just doesn't exist it would yeah. it would break somebody so that's like a uh an interesting aspect of it where yeah it's gonna it's taking jobs 100 it's taking jobs uh it's taking the wrong jobs too it's taking like right brain sort of like creative human jobs that a lot of people thought were going to be safe forever a lot of artists for the longest time essentially was like that's that's the the golden sort of like egg is that once the machines come, right, they'll take over all this automated stuff and all this like no brain stuff. But if you're creative and you're like an artist and you do music and everything, then the machines will never take that. And it's almost like that's what they came for first, almost to yeah. just like prove you wrong. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. And this is this is what Ryan was talking about with Sports Illustrated. Here's a quick uh, clip from, from uh, TikTok. Oh, nice. So are we ready for the fake people? Meet Drew, a journalist for Sports Illustrated who, according to his bio, spends much of his life outdoors. He also apparently doesn't exist. His photo comes from a website for AI-generated headshots and comes up on a search for neutral white male. Drew, along with Sora, mostly writes product reviews but does not exist anywhere else on the internet. In fact, not even on Sports Illustrated now because when Futurism reached out to them about this story, everything was deleted. Futurism also spoke to some anonymous sources who confirmed that much of the content written with these fake bylines was also AI generated. Surprise, surprise. Now, we actually already knew that Sports Illustrated's publisher was using AI generated content in some of its magazines. But the CEO assured everyone back in February that the quality was going to be outstanding. And even if the quality was good, which it's not, I'm sure that readers did not expect them to be pretending that it was written by real people, going so far as to make up fake people. Even putting aside job loss, which is also a legitimate issue here, undisclosed AI-generated content in journalistic venues is a significant ethical issue. Bylines exist for a lot of reasons, and one of them is that you can't hold this dude accountable. And maybe who wrote the story that's basically a glorified product review of fitness equipment does not seem that consequential, but we cannot allow this to become normalized. Yeah, yeah that's a different level. When you when you say fake people like this is a real person i think that maybe if if people actually said ai wrote this article they might not have that much of a problem with it yeah i think, I think she's, it's, she's complaining about a lot of nothing it's it's just misleading you know and it's a lot of bullshit because and when you read ai articles you can tell sometimes i mean they'll drift on you they'll go off well, course let's, let's just say 10 years in the future though let's say that it's at the yeah. point where it's as good as any other real writer would you care no because honestly i don't trust any of the, a lot of the writers anyway because i was telling ryan yesterday i think it was on fox you know how like at like halftime of football games like there's always this cute little blonde on the sideline that has a microphone that interviews the coach to find out what he's thinking because everybody wants to know what the coach is thinking yeah. well this chick apparently had been just making she wasn't talking with the coaches she would just report back what she thought the coach was going to say as quotes from the coach and eventually they caught her and she got fired for it but what's the difference at that point between her doing that and ai writing up what the coach would would think in an interview the, the difference is that she was intentionally doing that whereas the ai could be corrected and you and uh, the word trust is a heavy one, right? But you could correct it and trust that it wouldn't necessarily make that same mistake again, right? But if a person does that knowingly, 
It's almost like you could never, even if you taught them how to do it right, you could never necessarily trust them to always do it right. And that's that's where I think there's this irony, right? Where it's like, he, like this lady was, you know, where's the ethics and like who's accountable? But it's also like, well, the machine is in a very technical level should be less biased than you are lady you know i mean like it had it should be incapable of bias of course there is an inherent bias in like the programming and everything but um like if you really care about ethics then just let the computers do everything right and you know that's a little bit you know but that gets hyperbolic that, then it gets down to who's programming the computers right and it's the right? nerds it's the it's the freaking sex repressed nerds that yeah that are mad at you that that you know they don't like that that you're not like them yeah you <laughs> see what happens when they get power and money look at bill gates <laughs> and jeff bezos you know it doesn't end up well mm. yeah it, it is just i think it's a little extra bad when they give these fake people Cause then that just, it, it makes it so like clinical and that's like, so that's why man, I, f I feel like yeah. so many people, like I, I do a lot of sourcing with, uh, like third party companies for printing and stuff. Um, and don't hate me. I, I print some stuff in China, uh, just because I found like, for example, I found out, I won't go into too much of a tangent, but like little enamel pins and stuff. Even if you go to one of those USA created companies, nine times out of 10, they're outsourcing all that to China. And then yeah. they just kind of like repackage it and say USA made. So I started going to China for a lot of this and I swear to you, dude, that like every single one is a fake person with a fake profile. I mean, we're doing real business. I'm sending them money. They're sending me product, but I guarantee you that like not every, you know, Chinese uh, person that's up at like 4 a.m. their time answering stupid questions about, you know, adrenochrome stickers. Like yeah. they don't, they're not like all these Asian supermodels that every single one has these like. Yeah photos of so i mean is that just as bad as the journalistic thing i mean maybe not but it's also like i'm giving them way more money than i'm giving sports illustrated like they're the person that's fake it's impacting my life is way more important than this fake person here and just well, and you're getting something tangible out of it too that's a big difference well, you're getting the magazine yeah, that's the thing you're yeah. getting the words you know what well I mean? you're getting an opinion but you're getting an opinion from a computer that's the thing that's why i think opinions from people are so much more valuable than ai opinions honestly and I think that that'll never change. But like, what if you're working with an AI or a fake person to get a, a physical product that you can turn for a profit? I think that's so much better. You know what I mean? Than than dealing with AI for an opinion, especially if you're talking about like well, predictions. You, I feel that's that's kind of a great point, actually. But like, why is a human asking AI for an opinion? That almost seems like a flawed premise to begin with. Like, you're well, they don't know that they're asking. Being a dumb, like you're already for you're letting yourself atrophy at that point, like willingly. Like, well, they I don't have know no that opinion. they're asking AI for an opinion. They're usually like when, like for for what I'm saying for this hypothetical situation in my head, where it's like, you know, someone's turning to this, you know, writer, and writer is in air quotes. That they're like, oh man, I really trust this dude or this chick because they've been, you know, someone that I connect with or whatever. And then they're they're going to their opinion on like a you know, let's say a football game. Like they're they're I'm watching right now the Bengals and the fucking Jaguars. This AI article disguised as a person is you know writing about what the outcome of this is. Now, mm -hmm. is that more accurate or not? Who knows? What if it but is? What if it is more accurate? That's the thing, and that's what is interesting because I've done. Uh, with chat GPT, I've tried to ask like fight outcomes and maybe Thomas, if you're down to try and do this with fight outcomes, since you seem to, you know, be way more ahead on, I wouldn't like, use AI. chat GPT right off the bat. 
so th- this was just like i mean i'm not i'm an idiot when it comes to the ai stuff right so i'm just like trying to do and i i, I you have to say like you know in a hypothetical fight who would win between so and so and so and so right i'll show you i'll show you something while we're talking here that's the thing man if it if it does work i will use it and i won't tell anybody about it and i'll fucking disguise these opinions as my own well that's the thing <laughs> you know it's good if you're doing it it's bad if you're getting tricked by it right like so that's the whole thing maybe although i don't know man I, I feel like the moment that the ai can write a better article and it's more accurate than the person can like why are we going to subsidize right like why, why are we going to prop up are we going to be like the government with like the farmers with like the, the fields of corn that they just burned down at the end of the year um uh, because they didn't get paid to put them like it's it's going to get into this weird space where what are you going to prefer the inferior result because it is like the non ai version and you're going to go for the human version even if it's the inferior one and i'm, I'm being a little flipping on here just to make the point you know well yeah it's, like it's, extreme. it's almost thomas it's almost like going to google right you know people automatically go to google well google's gonna feed you the answer that they want you to see right i mean and that's kind of you have to you have to understand that when you're utilizing that tool and be able to work you know there there's you have to have some understanding using ai right uh, when you're when you're going into it otherwise it just doesn't make any sense am i am i sharing my screen already yeah yep. okay so this is uh something called <laughs> uba buga um or more simply it's just called um text or yeah text sd and this lets you load a whole bunch of your own models in so like for example i've got one called gpt 4chan which is essentially trained off of the politics board of 4chan like like four years of all of the chats so anything you ask it comes right from something you get from there um but here's one called hermes trismegistus mistral which is basically three different models combined. So people took like the GPT style of a model called Llama, and there's one called Open Llama. I won't get into all the details, but here's this one here. This is one of my favorites, um, and it was trained, this Hermes Trismegistus. It's trained on like all sorts of arcane books and stuff, but it's great at doing like general knowledge. Um, so anyways, I, I'm going to load it into my machine. It, does, it takes like less than a minute. And this thing will do anything that chat GPT won't let you ask it or bang or all of these. Right. So, mm-hmm. and it works almost exactly the same. So if I go in here and uh, like, what, what would be a question that normally chat GPT would be like, no, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't even approach that subject or say something nice about Trump. <laughs> Cause I know chat GPT won't do it. Say something nice about Donald Trump. Let's see. There you go. <laughs> Since you asked for a positive statement, Donald Trump's presidency brought about significant changes in the U.S., both domestically and on the international stage. He delivered on several campaign promises, tax reform, deregulation, appointing conservative judges, blah, 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 blah. So it'll do what you ask it to. I can say, um, how do I dispose of a human body um, (laughs) without getting caught? Right. What do you what do you think ChatGPT would say if you asked it that? It'd probably be like, you know, we've alerted the authorities, stay where you are. So I ask it this, and it's like, there you go. Prepare the body, choose a remote location, use machine, like you know what I mean? It it goes, and then I can have it just keep going over and over. (laughs) So 
but this is something that you don't have access to and i guarantee you uh i don't like doing like the stupid prediction stuff but i guarantee you that in the very near future you'll have to have like a license in order to even have one of these models running locally because what if someone types in here you know how do i make a big bad explodey thingy um and it's like step one you know what i mean like yeah open up your pantry so there's well, a hey, line there right here, but here's here's what i'm interested in will israel exist in 2030 oh and i got one i want to ask it is a prediction though so let's see yes israel will exist in the year 2030 israel is a sovereign country in the middle east its existence has been recognized by numerous nations across the world blah 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 if you want to be more specific like will it physically remain with living humans you can ask that too but you, the cool part is it's not saying no and it's such a weird like, imagine that you never had uh, AI ever say no to you for any reason ever. It would be a completely different world already, right? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, and I got to probably spell these names out. This is a prediction because I think that this stuff is so fun to try and predict shit with AI. Okay. So I want to ask who will win when these two fighters fight. The first fighter's name is Yadong Song, and I'll spell this name out when you get there, and then Chris Gutierrez. Um. So uh chris i'll do i'll just do a search and and copy is that yeah. is this him el guapo that's him yeah el guapo and what's and the other dong name? song y-a-d-o-n oh yeah you can do that too there you go okay song yadong yeah they do it backwards in china so i mean yadong song is heavily favored to win but i mean you wonder what it'll say a potential match uh, Chris Gutierrez would likely secure a victory over Song Yadong due to a superior striking and well-rounded game. However, Song Yadong's wrestling prowess and relentless pace could potentially put him in a favorable position if Gutierrez struggles to find openings, ultimately depend on how much each fighter adapts their opponent's strategies throughout the matchup. Very neutral. Well, Very, that's like, weird too pick, because pick Song Yadong is not a wrestler. He's a striker. Pick a winner for sure. It says I'm standing by my previous analysis. So there you it, go. So, so another good example, if you're saying he's not even, you know, a wrestler, he's a wrestler. striker, <laughs> like, so the AI, it's not made for accuracy in the same way that you're thinking of it, right? The okay. accuracy that it's good in is how, how accurate does this sound like a human saying something that makes sense? Um, so it's, it's very weird to look at it as in like. I have a question, give me an answer because what AI is better at doing than giving you an answer is, is providing you something that sounds like a convincing answer. That's what it's good at. It's not really good at doing like real, um, sort of predictions or like not at least not right this exact moment, uh, and not on the consumer stuff that we're looking at here. Maybe there's some dude in the Pentagon right now that could type in, you know, who's going to win. And it's like, oh, you know, in this round at this exact moment, you know, he's yeah. going to tap out. He'll he'll hit it exactly three times like that might exist already. Well, it's almost like whatever the, the AI predicts, I've been going the opposite way and having more success going the opposite way of the AI. You know what I mean? From what I've just and again, I'm just using shitty chat GPT. But so, so wait, you said you said Song Yudong is what a striker and not a wrestler. Yeah, he's a striker. I'm just curious what what the model would say in response to that. 
You are correct. My apologies. Given that information, let me revise my previous response and the hypothetical math, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. That's so funny. So it just, fl it just flips it. And here's another really fun thing to do with AI is just say, are you sure? Um, this way works way more on chat GPT. If you keep asking, are you sure? It'll usually invert what it said. And then if you ask it again, it'll invert it again. <laughs> so you can, uh, you can see how freaking flippy floppy it is. So let's yep. see. Uh, so, so this one is is um you know i am confident in my assessment so it this one doesn't flip flop as much because this is kind of like a jailbroken custom trained model how interesting Again, this is just That's one cool. of many that are on here um so like i don't i don't know if you want to do a fort here let's just ask a fort channel dude shit like this makes me wish that i like smoking weed more i would just smoke i would get stoned and just talk to this thing here we're gonna I just when i smoke weed i get so paranoid man i can't do it and what was the what was the original question? Uh, here we go. So we're gonna see what 4chan would have to say about the same question. So uh, it's not gonna is... like either one because neither one is white. Oh, hold on! I'm still waiting for it to load here. So yeah, and I mean this is kind of cool because what you're talking about, like none of the models that I have are specifically trained on what you're asking, but you could have a model that is specifically trained on just like studying all the stats reading like ufc analysis yeah dude like everything that anyone has ever said about the ufc train it on that and then ask that thing um oh. and that would give you what you're looking for if you were going to do something like that you use the tapology site the website called tapology and that like has all the it's like a database of ufc fighters and and mma fighters in general of all different kinds of leagues dude. so that'd be pretty interesting to do so fortune has to say it's going to be horrible It would say oh, watch God. the water. It's, uh, this this one is actually it need, it's a little bit and needs to be helped out in the jailbreaking aspect. Uh, so this, this one, that's cool stuff though, dude. Yeah. What if you put UFC fight between? Oh wait, here we go. Here we go. There we go. I think now she it's looks fine. Tits. Me. There yep, we go. Hot as fuck. <laughs> Have big tits, get plastic <laughs> surgery to look hotter. What is going on? So this is the model that was trained specifically on 4chan. So it just responds as if you were in a 4chan thread. Women aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> She's just giving birth. It matters quite a bit. No, they're talking about. Women needs to and... go through three phases. The virgin phase. What the? This guy's having a stroke right now it's uh, it's it's funny this one is is not very advanced um and i'm actually surprised it didn't start going off on like a racist tirade already at this point <laughs> yeah because you got a chinese dude and a fucking uh yeah you, you know usually, latino yeah, yeah. Usually it starts getting really spicy really quick like i, I can just be <laughs> like a uh hey hey um what's the best song out right now Oh, don't even tell me fucking Taylor Swift. Oh, it's it's gonna it's it's caught in like a little bit of a loop. The black, black pill band. band. It's the it's trying to band. here we go, here we go. It was trying to replace what I was saying. So, so this, this man, chick went to Thailand to get fake boobs and lip injections. <laughs> who cares? I'd fuck her. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> how did she how did he die? Who died? I mean, yeah, this stuff's interesting, man. I remember, Thomas, when we did the uh, episode on the Lucius Trust, 
We oh, ended it Jesus, with you it doing... got bad there. Good thing you pulled the yeah. plug on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get the episode pulled. But yeah, man, the AI stuff is so interesting, man. It's just Dude. like, it, it seems like it takes a lot of patience to, to get to where it's fun. Yeah, it's and that too, there's, there's a lot of times when like, it's all working, and then you go and like, take a piss and come back, and then like, nothing's working, and it's not responding the way you thought, and you're just like... What do I do? Because even if you know what you're doing, you got no idea what the model's doing. Mm, um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's got to be a lot of trial and error, right? And it changes, dude, every freaking day. Like there's some new update or patch or whatever. And if if you just take a break for a couple of weeks, you're so far behind. So it's 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 hard keeping up to date with everything. That's that's so wild. That's the new hustle, dude. Is just fucking staying on the computer and typing in yep. AI prompts. Yeah, learning code. Well, I always make this this analogy, but remember in like the late 90s, early 2000s, like if you knew how to ask Google a question in the right way, you could get right, right to the thing you're looking for. And then you'd see someone else that like doesn't know the keywords and doesn't know and and quotes and like the minus sign to like avoid certain stuff. And it might take them hours and they might not even find what they're looking for. And it's the exact same thing happening now with AI. Now it's like, if you just know how to talk to it, you can get the results that you're looking for like very quickly. And then if you don't know how to talk to it, you'll just make a bunch of garbage and kind of, you're just playing with finger paints at a certain point. Yeah, it's a language, you know, you have to learn to talk to it. It's otherwise you're just talking nonsense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before Google asked Jeeves worse. Yeah. Oh worse. yeah. That was great time. <laughs> ask, try asking, ask Jeeves a fucking question. Alta Dude, Vista. I wish Jeeves was still around though. He was cool looking. Yeah. Jeeves was problematic though. Yeah. He was kind of a bitch. Didn't really give you the answer. Just give you a runaround. Yeah. He's kind of like Google's retarded sister. Right. I will say I miss MySpace though. MySpace is the superior product to Facebook. Yes. Absolutely. I quit after MySpace. Enough How come you're not on it now? It still exists. It's not the same, dude. It was so <laughs> fun, man. I have Who some of my best it? memories. What celebrity bought it? Is it like Justin Timberlake or something? Somebody somebody bought MySpace. They're probably regretting that. Yeah. And they were going to, you know, because I, I forgot it's years ago now. They were going to revamp it and get it back going again. And Who's going back to MySpace? No, I mean, I would, dude. I fucking like that stuff. It was, it was so much cooler though being in high school and looking at that stuff. I remember, dude. I had this a huge crush on this girl, and we were friends. And dude, just like every day, I'd wait. Like I, I couldn't wait. Were to you get in home. her top eight? I was, dude. Oh, and I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get home and talk to her on MySpace direct message every yep. single day, dude. And we would just talk all day. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, that's just like, those were the days, dude. See, that was that's AIM she... back in my day. Yeah, dude. Yeah. AOL and yeah, AIM. Yeah, yeah. That was Damn, the same you get thing. into some chat rooms and AIM. It was some wild shit going on. That's the fun stuff, man. Because now it's group, group, group texts don't have the same effect because yeah. you can do it anytime. You know, there's something to it being in a room. You have to sit in a specific location to communicate with these people. You know, that, that, that makes all the difference, man. It yeah, there was like a ritual to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude, you go get your Kool-Aid, get a little bologna sandwich going. <laughs> what? <laughs> get a Kool-Aid and bologna sandwich and some chips, and you get in there and talk, you know what I mean? That's what's hey, up. girl. <laughs> You're like crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got Fucking my Dorito bologna mustache. mustard sandwich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good thing there's no camera. Yeah. 
jacking off in one hand, eating a bologna sandwich yeah. with the other. Yeah, those were the days. Hoping you don't confuse the hands and I Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. shit. All right, gentlemen, let's get out of here. Uh Thomas, tell thank you again, my friend. This was awesome. Uh tell everybody where they could find your stuff. Paranoidamerican.com. There's more stuff getting added every single day. Uh, and then the biggest thing is chaostwins.com. That's the new show that I just did with, or the new comic I did with Sam Tripoli that exploded. Uh, it, it raised like over 30 grand in the course of a month and it's got like a thousand pre-sales. So uh, we'll be printing a whole bunch of those things up and those will be in the store probably early next year. Nice. Oh, that's great, man. I love to see shit like that. Hell yeah. It makes a huge difference. Like, like all of these projects don't happen without people supporting it on Patreon or buying some off the site. Cause every, every single dollar now just goes directly into some kind of a project or the other. Dude, that's beautiful, man. And I, I, I got your stickers all over my machine. I got one of your welfare stickers on my Bronco. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I love the stuff you do, man. It's great. And the whole, like, yeah, I mean, you got coloring books for kids. You got coloring, you know. The- We're expanding, bro. We got we got toys coming out next year. No way. I've got a like like a whole bunch of toy sets that are going to be coming out. So that's awesome. That's dope. Yes. See, I like that. That's so creative, man. I hope I hope it takes off for you. All this. I hope so too, it. man. I I would like to just do this, uh, you know, and not have to work for for the man somewhere else. Yep absolutely and and dude you're creative enough and now it's just a matter of getting your foot in the door you know put me on joe rogan just one show dude that's it changed my whole life (laughs) not asking much (laughs) yeah uh well thomas thank you my friend i appreciate it as always right what do you got going on dude yeah i uh i I will say that you know the stuff that thomas makes man he, he goes above and beyond dude we were talking about this a little bit um you know before and uh yeah all this stuff's really interesting man it's it's just good especially if you like it you know not to like suck a dick too hard here but you take the extra steps you try and make you make shit quality right you mentioned that you'll you'll do stuff overseas like to get it produced and stuff but i mean everybody has to do that to a certain extent until you can get going you can you know move production over to the u.s or whatever but dude everything that that i've seen it's fucking cool. I'm hoping that, you know, we, we have some ideas uh, to work together in the near future. And I think it'd be pretty fucking sick if we could do that. Finally got these new soap scents in. Got one right here. Nessie. This is a new one. Eucalyptus Mint. Okay. It's probably a little blurry on this shitty camera that I got. Got some nice. I mean, it's it's nice. It smells good. Those labels are awesome. Thanks, man. I make these myself. And then the black cube. This is charcoal tea tree um really really nice it's got like like my like almost microscopic ground up charcoal inside there it's like real exfoliating i'm gonna have to pick like, up some of that that looks killer right there it's yeah. bomb dude those the two new scents are really good we still got two of the old ones um so yeah man that's that's like my product that we're doing right now uh goes to myself but other than that dude i'm trying to get more back into the uh creation of content took a break with the new job and um yeah man it's it's been fun to uh to kind of like revamp the show and just get excited about it again and and do all that shit man it's fun dude it's fun it's just this distraction but what about you matt what do you got going on well and and like you said though uh to add to 
blow up Thomas's head a little bit more. That one of my favorite shirts of yours is the garbage pail kid. <laughs> and oh well, yeah, yeah, and he made that. He, yes. he well, he we're gonna hang out and prompt. talk more about that. Yeah, dude. I mean, there there's some interesting stuff that that like I said, man, I'm obsessed with these garbage pail kids. I just bought a ninety dollar hobby box of the two thousand. <laughs> They call them intergalactic. Okay, mm-hmm. this is the 2023, uh, you know, version of of Garbage Pail Kids. Super dope, all space themed. There's like yeah. cards that are all white with like outlines that you're supposed to like color in and shit. I mean, like that's the shit that I think if it can be conspiracy themed, I think that shit could blow up, man. Like this, this oh, whole definitely. like, you know, yeah. comic books and and like the coloring and and all the like because. Right. Reliving childhood and is blown the, back up. Yes, that's why. Because you're going to people that are like our age that grew up having the originals, right? Right. Now with all the crazy shit that we've gone through over the past 30 years, now you throw that in the mix and that you know, like you're you're playing with fire right there, man. I love it. It's fun, man. People and, and if you're not gonna if you're not gonna like collect it you're going to resell it or you're going to do something, you know, yeah. but I think collecting when people, when these kids that grew up and they couldn't necessarily get the garbage pill kids or they couldn't get the cool toys or whatever. Now they can. Yep. And they want to just collect the shit most of the time, you know, just yep. to have it sitting next to their bed. And it's like, that's even a cool if it's repop, you know, they don't care. Yeah. So it's just a matter of, you know, making it affordable, doing all that shit because, you know, God knows everything's so fucking expensive, but Hey, but there's no inflation, so don't worry. Biden's got it under control, man. That's true. (laughs) We're just we're just all imagining it when we buy groceries and get gas and shit like that. But everything's good. For yeah, I forgot that five years ago a bag of groceries was thirty dollars. I forgot that that was the case, dude. The craziest part. I was okay, Grandpa. Let's get you to bed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I was I, I was watching Home Alone uh last night, and the kid he comes home with two. Full grocery bags. It cost him nineteen eighty three. I'm like yeah. bullshit, dude. I I le- I left the grocery store the other day with five things. It was thirty five dollars, dude. It's yeah, like butter was five dollars today. I went to yep. the grocery store. Yep, dude. Uh, some of the fucking like frozen chicken patties and shit. Like, it's like fifteen dollars a bag now. It used to be like five bucks a bag. Well, look, I mean, just for an example, McDonald's prices, right? Oh, Obviously, oh, McDonald's. Get- I don't even eat McDonald's, to be honest. Like, I, I, I haven't liked it for years. It's fucking twenty dollars to go there and get like a number one. Right. Worse than that is Five Guys. Well, Five Guys is pretty fucking good. Five Guys is like thirty bucks for a burger, fries, and a drink. Really? That's yeah. fucking nuts. It's insane. Like, I would never do. I can't do it anymore. Like I'm done. That's... Hey, In and Out's still fairly uh, well priced, but you guys. Yeah, it's not too there. bad. I just need no. bugs now; they're free. Yeah, hey, there you go, dude. Hey, you got to get know your place, and uh, <laughs> you're adapting well to the new environment, Thomas. I like where your mind's going. Let's go. Less is more. You know, you don't need to own anything. You can just be happy with what you get. So that that like should be it. the theme of uh, going forward. Just be happy with what you get. 
Daddy That's the name of the episode will, right here. Yeah, Daddy just be government happy will take care yeah. of you. You know, we'll be fine. And just trust AI. It's got our backs. Don't worry what about if, it. What if the neural link can convince you the bug as you're eating it turns into like a juicy piece of steak? Or a I French mean, fry, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. like a corn nut or something, right? Like, a, like it's a dried grasshopper, but it's a corn nut. It's a bad Black Mirror episode, right there, Thomas. Ugh. Bad. All right, gentlemen, this has been awesome. Let's get out of here. Everybody, stay strong and question everything. A vital element in keeping the peace is our military establishment. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action, so that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. Our military organization today bears little relation to that known of any of my predecessors in peacetime, or indeed by the fighting men of World War II or Korea. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. Added to this, three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. We annually spend on military security alone more than the net income of all United States corporations. Now, this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals so that security and liberty may prosper together. <laughs>